Welcome to your favorite Thursday podcast. I'm Nick Mitchell. And I'm Scott Tedford Barnes. And you are listening to Legends of Sportsball, an educational celebration of useless jock knowledge. Thank you for joining us. We have a very special episode for you today, don't we, Scotty? We're going to lay it on thick. It's Dictionary Day. Yeah! <laughs> So everyone have a prodigious day. <laughs> Whip out your dictionary for Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll do Scotty Scoreboard Stumper. We'll do our Flex Seal. First ever time that a Flex Seal is not a human being. Uh, we've got four notable jabronis. <laughs> we've got our Hall of Fame inductee, Kevin Mitchell. Uh, we'll get our Stumper answer. We'll go to church. And we'll send you on your merry little way. So... Without further ado, hit me baby one more time with that scoreboard stumper, Scotty. All right. As we know, uh, Hank Aaron still holds the record for the most home runs in Major League Baseball with 755. <clears throat> Not 762 by Barry Bonds. You know, that's a ma- that's a made up number. That's a myth. That's like Mandela effect. That Barry Bonds never happened. You just thought it happened. Yeah, Barry Bonds also wrote the Berenstein Bears. Yeah, he used to say stovetop Barry Bonds, and now it doesn't anymore. It just says Barry Bonds. I said I'm not on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to know what the record is for the most home runs in the NBL, the Nippon Baseball League, the, also known like J- Japanese Major League Baseball. Um, is it 760 home runs, 834 home runs, or 868 home runs? I'm going below. All right. I'm going with the low. Okay. All right, we will get the Stumper answer later after our deep dive. Next up, we've got our Flex Seal of the Week. The super strong waterproof tape. That can instantly patch, bond, seal, and repair. Each week, we recognize a transaction that in no way fills the needs of the organization. Mm. This week's Flex Seal of the Week is... Headphones. Headphones. Headphones for everyone. Headphones. So Rob Manfred decided he's uh, Oprah, and <laughs> he's trying to make up for everything that's happened by awarding each Major League Baseball player with a free set of headphones. A free set of Bose headphones. Nice. It is money that could easily be spent paying minor leaguers. And you expect me to believe that these guys don't already own headphones that are better than these? Yeah, now I got two sets of headphones. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with two sets of headphones? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like I'm a major leaguer. I have headphones, dude. Alright, well, in Legends of Sportsball tradition, the Flex Seal of the Week leads perfectly into notable jabronis. First up, Steve Shishak hit Lindor in the face? Yeah, Francisco Lindor? Yeah, so, um... There were a few in the Nationals-Mets series over the weekend. There were a few hit batters, and I guess Steve Sishek decided to retaliate and hit Francisco Lindor in the face. Well, he, yeah, full on in the face. And, of course, they're blaming, like, oh, it's the new mud on the baseballs and this and that. Oh, it's that new mud. It's that new mud <laughs> on the baseballs. In the offseason. Yeah, you, mud makes you retaliate? I didn't know that. Um... I want to, you know, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, you know what? There are so many more fun places to hit a batter than in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much all of them. Like any of them. Like yeah. choose one. Like retaliation is going to happen in baseball, but like don't be a dickhead about it. It's not that hard. Yeah. So the pitch was, though. We're done with you. Moving on. We're headed to the NBA. 
Russell Westbrook. A funny statistic is circling, circulating around the internet. Yes. <laughs> you know, people called him Westbrick this season, and he really didn't like that. Yeah, if you don't pay attention to the NBA, uh, the LA Lakers are big underachievers. They brought in Russell Westbrook to go with uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, the unibrow. So, what is the stat, my man? Okay, so uh, this year, Russell Westbrook... Um, he made 188 jumpers from the Good field. Good job. Yeah. He also t- uh, committed 295 turnovers. So there's only 82 games in a season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how many games he played. If you have 100 more turnovers than field goals made, and you're not James Harden and shooting 40 free throws a game, then I'm pretty sure you're underachieving. Yeah, I mean, if... <laughs> Like I'm about to whip out my calculator app and figure this out. <laughs> we should make Frank Vogel do it. That's He's got th- lots of free time. 3.59 or 3.6 turnovers per game. Point guard. All right, Westbrook, we're done with you. All right, back to baseball. The Cleveland Guardians announced their new website. Yeah, I mean, most the, rep- the CLE Guardians. Yeah, the Cleguardians.com. Cleguardians. <laughs> CLE. Guardians.com. Not CLE hyphen or underscore CLE dot guardian. It's Cleguardians. And so naturally, when Sky told me this, I sent him gifts of Clegane from Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all are a bunch of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so if the Cleguardians are Clegane, then does that make the Reds the mountain? No. The Reds yeah, because we used to be powerful and now we're dead. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> we're an anthill. <laughs> we try to bring it back to life. Yeah, the Clegardians. So Beautiful. we're done with you, Clegardians. Beautiful. One last jabroni. We've got Alex Bohm, third baseman of the Phillies. Yeah. In the uh in a game he he committed three errors in the first three innings of a game and um they're all of the throwing variety and when he um when he did make a successful throw to first from third later all the phillies fans jeered him by overly cheering him and you could visibly see him yeah like oh yeah as if as if he didn't know that philadelphia was going to jabbernize his ass for shitty play but um i mean it's always sunny in philadelphia <laughs> yeah. and he he said he, you can see his face like on tv mouthing i fucking hate it here <laughs> so, <laughs> that's like a classic case of somebody wants to move out of their city because of the, their own actions but act like <laughs> they'd rather be somewhere else it's like no this is because of what you did yeah <laughs> You could have thrown three errors in any city and it would have been like this. Yeah, it's the Phillies, but I'm pretty sure the Yankees would be making fun of you. I'm pretty sure the Reds would be making Reds fans yeah, would be making fun of you. Like, <laughs> like your poor play and being criticized for it is not mutually exclusive to the Philadelphia Phillies. First of all, the only reason they're not throwing batteries at you in Philadelphia is because you play for the Phillies. So <laughs> consider yourself lucky, Thank your sir. lucky stars. <laughs> All right, Alex, but we're done with you. And so are the Phillies, apparently. <laughs> Moving on to this uh, episode's Hall of Fame inductee, Kevin Mitchell. And not my uncle, Kevin Mitchell. Kevin Darnell Mitchell was born January 13th, 1962, in San Diego, California, to Alma and Earl Mitchell. His parents split when he was two, and Kevin was raised by his grandmother, Josie. 
Kevin grew up in a rough neighborhood of San Diego where he often ran with the wrong crowd and sometimes gang members. Mitchell attended three different high schools where he favored playing football and boxing, but Grandma Josie steered him towards baseball. Noted Mitchell, quote, My grandmother convinced me to go with the safest sport, just to get away from San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) Little did he know that they have a really crappy team there back then called the San Diego Padres. But anyway, in 1980, a friend took Kevin to a New York Mets open tryout at nearby Grossmont College. Mitchell reportedly never played high school baseball, but he hit two home runs off Kansas City Royals prospect Bud Black. Bud Black. I mean, he wasn't even just a prospect. That guy had a career. Yeah. His ability and athleticism earned him an undrafted free agent contract, paying him $600 a month with a $1,500 signing bonus. Kevin ascended through the Mets minor leagues, playing mostly third base as well as outfield and hitting for a high batting average. Off the field was full of distractions. Mitchell got into a fight in a Shreveport restaurant. He complained of being singled out for being black. And in 1984, his brother Donald was shot to death in San Diego. Kind of see why his mom wanted him out of there. Yep. Yeah, in a part of San Diego called Little Africa. Weird. All right. Kevin's instinct was to return home and even the score, but his teammates, Herm Willingham and Clint Hurdle, talked him out of it. His offensive numbers slipped due to his grief, but Kevin still earned a late-season call-up to the majors. On September 4th, 1984, Kevin made his Major League debut as a pinch hitter and flied out. Despite the call-up to the majors, Kevin spent the entirety of 85 in the minors. But when the Mets broke training camp in 1986, Mitchell was on the big league club. Manager Davey Johnson played Kevin at six different positions, all but second base, catcher, and pitcher earning him the nickname World from future Hall of Fame catcher and teammate Gary Carter. Joe World player. In his rookie season, Kevin hit for a .277 average with 12 home runs, 43 RBIs, and 51 runs scored. Mitchell only added to the magic that was the 86 Mets as they would win their division, defeat the Houston Astros in the NLCS, and make it to the World Series. The Mets would go on to defeat the Boston Red Sox in seven games, and Kevin Mitchell was a World Series champ as a rookie. So the world was a World Series champ. Yeah. An urban legend or two came out of that famous title run. Pitcher Dwight Gooden asserted that during an argument with his girlfriend, Mitchell tore the head off of her pet cat. I said, Mitchell tore off the head of her pet cat. Wow. <laughs> Mitchell fully denies this, as any person who would do that would. Yeah. <laughs> claiming that Gooden fabricated the story to divert attention away from his personal problems. Yeah. Yeah, Dwight had his own personal problems. I didn't do that. He's just projecting. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Dwight was astral projecting. The other urban legend is that during the famous 10th inning of Game 6 of the World Series, Mitchell was almost completely out of his uniform before being asked to pinch hit. (laughs) Kevin would hit a single and score the tying run, but he disputed it to being out of uniform. He did, however, confirm that he never wore a protective cup because, quote, I couldn't find one big enough for my junk, end quote. Unfortunately, General Manager Frank Cashin would dissolve the 86 Mets team, scattering the magical team to the four corners of the major leagues. Kevin was traded to his hometown San Diego Padres, where he would last a few months before being traded to the San Francisco Giants on July 5th of 1987. Broke him up. Yeah. Yeah, you can't put... You can't put a cup on the world. No, uh, yeah. 
It's too big. Too big. After two seasons of primarily playing third base, Mitchell was moved to the outfield in 1989. From there, he set the tone for the entire team. In a unique defensive play in April of 89, Mitchell sprinted toward the left field foul line for a ball off the bat of Ozzie Smith. The first time Ozzie Smith had ever hit a ball into the outfield. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Mitchell overran the ball and realizing it was out of reach of his glove, he reached back with his bare left hand and caught the ball with his bare hand. Fucking nuts. This is in a time where we saw the other great hitters in the outfield, like Jose Canseco, have balls bounce off their head. For over the <laughs> I mean, yeah, people are like, yeah, that's a people thought think it's Bo Jackson. Like, that's a Kevin Mitchell play, motherfucker. That's right, baby. <laughs> Kevin Mitchell. Gangster. World. He batted 291 for the season with 125 RBIs and a league-leading 47 home runs leading the Giants to the playoffs and winning the National League MVP. The Giants would fall to the Oakland A's in the World Series. And over the next few years, he grew disinterested and gained weight, despite hitting 109 home runs in three years between 89 and 91. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> he could hit. <laughs> Mitchell was traded to the Seattle Mariners before the 1992 season, where he hit for a 286 average in just nine home runs. He saw a resurgence in his career after becoming a Cincinnati Red in 1993, hitting 19 home runs with a 341 average in just 323 at-bats. In the strike-shortened 1994 season, Mitchell maintained a 326 batting average and hit 30 home runs with 77 RBIs. Because of the strike, he ended up playing in Japan for the Fukuoka Dae Hawks for the 1995 season, where he became the highest paid player in Japanese baseball history. He played only two months in Japan and drew the ire of Hawks ownership when he returned to the United States mid-season to receive treatment for his knee problems. Ironically, the Japanese doctors were wrong and Mitchell did indeed require knee surgery, a matter the Japanese refused to recognize to this day. Interesting. Yeah. Over the next two years, Mitchell played for four different teams, but only showed flashes of his former ability. As a member of the Cleveland Indians in 1997, Mitchell got in a fight with teammate Chad Curtis over the lyrics to the rap music Kevin was playing. Curtis shut down the music, exchanged punches with Mitchell, and then was thrown over a ping pong table by Mitchell. <laughs> Good thing, that racist asshole. Kevin played his last season in 1998 for the Oakland A's at the age of 36. In his 13-year big league career, Mitchell was a two-time All-Star, won an MVP award and a World Series ring, and batted 284 with 234 home runs, 760 RBIs, and 1,173 hits. Dang. Mitchell returned to San Diego since his retirement, but stays busy playing in the San Diego Adult Baseball League for the San Diego Black Sox. In 2000, as manager of the Sonoma County Crushers, he was suspended nine games for punching the opposing team's owner in the mouth during a brawl. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Or, all of these ridiculous stories could be made up, but the stats are definitely real, and for that, Kevin Mitchell, world, is a legend. Yeah. Truly a legend. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> Love that he threw the dude over a ping pong table. What I like is that he didn't play high school ball, and that he also, a lot of these guys that hit a lot of home runs, you know, their batting average suffered for it. And he, he was a guy who always put up decent batting average numbers, especially when he came back here to Cincinnati for a couple of years and was hitting in the 340s, 320s. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he was a, he was a special player, man. Yeah. Whew. Really? I mean, like you came up, you came up to the Mets at the perfect time and he, he added like, he, he added the perfect amount of like oomph to that team because 
that was a team that said like they pretty much showed George Foster the door and allowed Kevin Mitchell to play left field more often. Like it's funny that someone someone being moved in the left field like George Foster was for the Reds and then leaving opens the door for Kevin Mitchell. Yeah, like it's, it's funny how that crazy. works. <laughs> it's kind of like the Brett Favre Aaron Rodgers thing. And they like, both won an MVP afterwards. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Weird pair. And that's funny. I forgot that um, that Kevin Mitchell had played for Davey Johnson both in New York and Cincinnati. I bet that has something to do with the trade to Cincinnati. Yeah. I was 11 at the time, so give me a break on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the um, ripping the head off of the animal. I don't know. Like Maybe it was a projection. Maybe Dwight Gooden ripped the head off his own cat and was like, see what you made me do? Well, I mean, like with Gooden, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I can, I can trust him as far as, <laughs> as, as far as I can trust Kevin Mitchell. I can trust but, Dwight Gooden to find me some really good coke. Right. But can I trust him beyond that? Yeah, no, I, I, I think I trust Kevin Mitchell more. I don't know. But like... Um, <laughs> it's a toss-up for me. <laughs> but I mean, in, in the really good um, 30 for 30, like Once Upon a Time in Queens, uh, uh, Kevin Mitchell addresses that. He's like, dude, people who know me, like I'm an animal lover. I would never do that. So like, that's insane. I mean, there's some bad raps about him, but he came from a background where, you know, you had to fight. So I mean, when your parents abandon you when you're two, you get, you should get a little slack. Yeah. Like he, he the, yeah, he had to fight growing up. So it's what you do, whatever. Yeah. Chad Curtis is a bitch. You're going to make fun <laughs> of rap music and then try to fight Kevin Mitchell. Hey, don't you turn off this darn rap music there, Kevin. <laughs> God. All right. Kevin Mitchell, truly a legend. Love you, dude. Love you, world. Moving on to our scoreboard stumper answer. All right. I wanted to know what the all-time record for home runs in the Japanese professional baseball league, the Nippon Baseball League, is. Is it 760 home runs, 834 home runs, or 868? Uh, 760. I know it's probably... It's 868. Wow. Yeah. Um, Can you pronounce the name of the guy who... Yes. Uh, <laughs> his name is o, is o Sadaharu. The all-time Japanese home run leader. Mm-hmm. We, o Sadaharu. We don't know. He played for 22 seasons from 1959 until 1980. Incredible. So... We might have to cover him at some point. Yeah, he played for the Tokyo, Tokyo Yomiuri Giants. Oh, also coming later this summer while we're on the topic, we're going to do Tuffy Rhodes, too, who is um, 13th all-time in uh, Japanese baseball. Yeah, he's and home number, runs. number one American-born. Number one American-born. Yeah, he was supposed to be a big stud. We'll get into that um, another day. But, uh, all right, another stumper answer down the tube. Moving on to church. We'll start with confessional. Um, so, as our... NFL um, quote unquote expert. I'll take the uh, I'll take the blame for this one. Last season we had a huge missed opportunity when apparently there was a Washington football team stadium shitstorm, mm-hmm. literal shitstorm. Yep. Um, and not the sexual assault ones, and not yeah. the <laughs> not the team name not ones, the financial ones. Like there was literally shit. <laughs> All over the field. Um, yeah. yeah. So, shame. you know, shame. shame. We should have covered that when it happened. That's right up our, that's right in our wheelhouse. It happened like twice in the beginning of the season when they were hosting games that like all of a sudden the, um, the 
plumbing was flushed from the upper decks of the stadium down onto people in the lower decks of the stadium as like, you know, just like almost like a sump pump, you know, would and people got. Yeah. That that doo doo water. So, yeah, shame. We should have covered that one. All right. Moving on to thoughts and prayers. Um, if you're paying attention, you can probably guess what this one is. Uh, thoughts and prayers to the family of Dwayne Haskins, mm-hmm. um, who not only passed away a few days ago, but now his family has to put up with all the crap that, um, you know, you know, people around the league are saying, um, you know, there's been a lot of inappropriate comments, We'll start with Adam Schefter and um, Lamar Jackson and Cordell Jones both went after him. Do you have anything on from either of them? Yeah, Cordell Jones said, uh, well, I, well, first of all, Adam Schefter um, at Dwayne Haskins pe- passing, Dwayne Haskins was struck by a um, dump truck on the side of the highway in Florida. Uh, he, he said, he tweeted, quote, Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida per his agent Cedric Saunders. So you said, did you really have to say it before struggling to catch on in the NFL? Like what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? He just died. Yeah. And it's because Cardell, Cardell Jones said, how about Dwayne Haskins, son, husband, Buckeye, brother, friend, beloved teammate has passed away. Legendary college football player. Yeah. He said, the fuck his career ups and downs have to do with him, unfortunately, losing his life. Shut the fuck up. It's why people are always trying to create that narrative every time. So, yeah. And then um, Cowboys... Gil Brandt. Yeah, Cowboys legend slash Hall of Famer. I wouldn't call him a legend anymore. He slash can, racist. He can, he can sand my Diego for all I care. That's a D. Uh, he said that uh, Haskins was, quote, living to be dead. Like, I mean, what the... F- <laughs> So courageous. Yeah. Pick on dead people. Yeah. God. What a douchebag. Like, I can't wait for you to be out the door, dude. All right, so some bonus jabronis here Take it during up. thoughts and prayers. Yeah, sorry. So thoughts and prayers to the family of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, tease and peace. Don't deserve that. Uh, we've got a shampoo, and on a high note, or try to anyway. <laughs> um, Jokic just created his own career... Um, like a, like a stat category or like a, a milestone. Like yeah. he created his own NBA career milestone. Yeah, like Nikola Jokic. So this year he officially recorded. He's the first player to ever record a season of 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists. Shampoo! 2,000 points. Like, yeah, it's been done. But like with the rest of that, 500 assists for... He's, he's like 6'11". <laughs> yes. Like this guy is a killer out there. He handles like I don't know. He's 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 the next evolution. Him him versus Giannis is what I want to watch every year. Probably be like what's going on the next 5 years. Yeah. I don't know Joel Embiid's coming around, right? 76ers are up there now. Yeah, Joel I mean Joel Embiid is a, is a such a classic style center and who who can also just shoot the free range. Carl Carl Anthony Towns for my for my money is pound for pound my favorite center in the league though. Shampoo. Well, they're saying Embiid is the first center to lead the NBA in scoring since Shaquille O'Neal in 1999. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shampoo. And I remember there was a time where like centers were dead. They're like, you know, no more centers. Yeah. So yeah, um, they were yeah, everything kind of Andrew Bynum was like kind of like the end of that, you know, like, uh, well, cause Dwight like, you Howard. know, everyone saw what Steve Kerr was doing. 
Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, we don't need centers anymore. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Towns, like, he'll shoot, he shoots the hell out of three ball. So does Jokic, though. And that guy can also pound inside. He's, like, freaky strong. Right. But so yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a big guy, right? Yeah, we like the big guys. We also love three point shooting, right? I mean, well, that he had an indefensible shot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so shampoo to you, Jokic. Yeah, I love you, dude. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and check out our other episodes available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legends of Sportsball. You can also find us on Twitter at L Sportsball. That's at the letter L Sportsball. Make sure to become a member of our Facebook group, The Best and Worst of Sports Twitter, a subsidiary of Trevbook, to join the conversation and revel in sport in real time. Tune in Thursday, April 28th, as we induct Sean Kemp in a special Scott Tedford Barnes birthday edition of Legends of Sports Ball. Thank you once again for listening to Legends of Sports Ball. May the sports be with you. Always.